Welcome to This Week in Skis Athletics. I'm your host, Neil Minton. With me, as always, Rip Ripley. How we doing, Coach? Doing all right. Uh, doing all right. We're, you know, it's for the people, Neil. You know, the people called for us. They wanted a podcast. We were yeah. out last week. Crazy stuff going on. I mean, going on. I'm battling. This is my flu game right now. I'm, I'm battling flu through it. The throat's partially due to me screaming uh, at the striped shirts predominantly last night in a, in a game little nasal congestion but we're, we're gonna fight through for the people today i appreciate it and you know we did we had a little week hiatus and you know i, I don't want to say i got raped under the coals but you know i got some texts and phone calls and um i got a couple of facebook messages and i will say this the people who get on our skis of facebook page and yeah. message me um it's sometimes hard for for me to because i'll just truth be told i, I kind of run that instead of rip you know he's too busy running 100 other things and um, there's so much spam messenger that I get through that account. For oh, instance, yeah. Lon Spivey is trying to contact me this morning. And for you guys who don't know Lon Spivey, Lon is longtime AD at PD, one of my favorite people in the world. So I say this with love so I can get a chuckle with Kyle Drew and Jonathan King. But I'm pretty sure that Lon Spivey didn't flip open his phone and try to send me a messenger and ask me how I'm doing on Facebook this morning, right? So probably not. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think he did, but um yeah, but we do appreciate the the love and people. Hey, I didn't have nothing to listen to on the bus ride to to the game the other night. Yeah. So, so we're back and Rip appreciate you sucking it up after a, a tough right. one, a tough one. Yeah, had a tough one last night. Carter Newman, good team. You know, had opportunities, just didn't finish. Ended up losing overtime. So yeah, so we'll get to four A in a little bit though. Yeah, well, I, I was saying let's flip the script. Let's start with four A. I'll start with four A, okay. and that way we will go down because I feel like the last couple of times we kind of short changed the four A because we're going one A up. Sure. I think that's okay. right. So I'll start with the girls and the 4A girls is 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 very, very competitive right now. And what you see is you have you have Northwood and Heathwood Hall both at the top. And um, but you have teams who are competing with those teams. And I think if you'd have started preseason, you probably, you know, it's the usual suspects. Um, but you have Hammond, who I think is is kind of not say off the radar, obviously, but didn't know they're gonna be in contention. You know, the last few years it's been Northwood. Ben Heathwood or Carter Newman, Trinity and First Baptist, and Heyman's kind of been that fifth team out. Well, Heyman beat Trinity in a good game the other day. Heyman now is is 13 and four. Um, they still have to play Heathwood again. They lost Heathwood the first time, but they're a very competitive team. Now, I know you saw them in person as well, Rip. What do you think about Heyman's girls team? Yeah, I mean, we played them. I mean, it was our first guy to Chris's break. I mean, they were very efficient. They played really well. Um, you know, I mean, I just, I think that they, uh, our team is going to be a team to worry about down the stretch, to be honest. I mean, they've got this, uh, Samir girl that's really, really good. Uh, she can shoot the ball and they've got some pieces around her now that, that can also, uh, compete. So, yeah, I, mean, I think Hammond's definitely in that mix. I mean, obviously you got Heathwood, Northwood, First Baptist, Trinity, you know, some of the usual suspects, but I think Hammond is still in that conversation for sure. Yeah. I think we talked earlier in the year about Augusta Christian. <laughs> And uh -huh. when they end up being there, and and they they've competed, but they haven't made that jump. Now they play Hammond tomorrow night, and I think that's almost a must win for Augusta Christian if they're going to really be considered yeah. in those top four or five. I think they might be the number six seed, right? I think they might be the sixth best team, but and there's definitely a gap there. Looking at Porter Gal scores, I think they've had a, a very good season, but they are they're not in the same conversations with that top. You know, I think after that yeah. you have Porter Gal and Wilson Hall, and and they're playing good ball and they're having good seasons, but it's just. It's a different level of that top, I think, five teams right now with Augusta knocking on that door. Um, but another big game tomorrow night is you have 
you know, First Baptist and Northwood. Northwood actually going to First Baptist, and the first game was like a four-point game with Northwood winning. So First Baptist got a chance to win there and knock off Northwood and, and maybe get a chance for a number one seed. Yeah, and, and you know, going back to um, Porter Gallo, I tell you, we played Porter Gallo last weekend, and they've gotten a lot better over the course of the year. They've got a, a bigger on side that's, that's pretty strong, and and they're a team, I think, come playoff time is going to be really dangerous. <clears throat> um, you know, Wilson Hall, I think, has a lot of senior leadership. We've seen in all sports this year. We talked in volleyball as well. Uh, a lot of girls that are seniors, been playing for a while for Coach Rector, and and I I, I don't think they're going to be an easy out to anybody. I think they're going to be a tough draw for somebody in the playoffs. Um so I think after you have that initial group of girls, T, I think it's really tight, um, you know, kind of throughout that, you know, four, five through, you know, ten teams. Yeah, and, and looking at just kind of looking ahead to the playoffs and how things are normally seated, you know, I, I see where if a Heathwood Hall is overall number one, which, which you can't argue with that, I don't think. Yeah. Um, it probably puts Hammond opposite them, right? And yeah. like Northwood as your number two, especially because they have two wins over Trinity, and Hammond yeah. has a win over Trinity. So, you know, Hammond probably with that win over Trinity gets to kind of edge up on that bye. Yeah. You know, but First Baptist obviously, you know, they win. You know, they might can you know get a get a higher seed too. But you're looking at maybe possibility of Northwood, Trinity, and Hammond all being on the same side of the bracket. Yeah. And, and I think looking at the bracketology, if you would, you know, at, if you have five teams, obviously you want to be on a team that has the two of the best five. Yeah. not the third, right? And um, so I'm curious to see how those brackets will end up and, and how the balance will be in that. But, yeah, I mean, that would be a tough – um, it's a yeah, tough sure. tough way to get – if you have to beat Heyman or Trinity to get to Northwood to get to the championship, that's going to be a tough yeah. tough road for, for somebody. No, absolutely. And I think that, that you know, like you said, there's five – There's I guess five, yeah, you're right, five teams that are kind of balanced those buys. Now, First Babs and Hammond did play early in the season, if I'm not mistaken – um, I, we got, we might need to look that up and see who won. I know the boys' side, Hammond had a pretty convincing win over Florence or over First Baptist, excuse me. Um, <clears throat> they won by three. Um, but I think those teams played early in the year as well on the girls' side. That would be an interesting, um, an interesting one to see kind of kind of who won that game. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going to look it up real quick while we kind of go into the boys. Unfortunately, I'm sure Max Preps is going to try to throw 18 commercials at me while I do so. <laughs> of course. But I mean, I thought I'd look that morning. I didn't see that game on there. I don't know. Was that maybe possibly just a, a boys' game? Maybe that? just a boys' game. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's certainly possible. Oh, there you go. I got it now. Yeah, Hammond. Hammond won that game by six. So that might put Hammond as that fourth buy. Yeah, I mean, I think Hammond. So I think First Baptist beating Northwood would be the only claim to that because if they beat Northwood, they might end up being first in that region if they yeah. win by you know how many they win by. Can you, right. can you hear that coming through, by the way? I, I heard it that time. Yeah, I heard it. So I don't know if the people can hear that or not, but there's the, that's the max prep ad effect. Hey, and I'm telling you what, they are pumping up their ads lately too, by the way. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's swing over to the boys' side. <laughs> what we're we looking at in the boys in the fall. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the boys is interesting. You know, really big game uh, two nights ago, first Baptist with a pretty convincing win over Connor Newman. And so – that's the first we've really had kind of a wrench throw. I think all year we've seen it be, you know, Connor Newman, Augusta, Porter Gowd are your top three. Porter and Connor Newman played last week. Uh, Connor Newman did win, but the Robert Moore kid did not play for Porter Gowd. It was a close game. Uh, so that, that you know, but you play what you play. You play, you know, you play with the two you got. Right. And, um, you know, so I think Connor Newman and Augusta, I think we're kind of penciled in as your two number one seeds maybe. Maybe two number ones in the same region. Porter Gow would kind of get a two, and then Hammond had kind of emerged as with a big win over First Baptist, 
They've beaten uh, both us and Lawrence Manning. I think they've beaten Trinity also out of our region. You know, kind of left it as they were going to get that fourth bye. Um, but, you know, First Baptist here making a late push, uh, playing some really, really good basketball. And and they'll get, um, you know, some consideration, I think, for the bye, especially the big one over Carter Newman uh, that they had on Tuesday. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, you look at region by region, um, the, the Columbia region, you got Carter Newman's in first, Carter Newman and Gus are tied for first. Hammond is kind of the clear number three right now, but they do play Augusta on Friday and Carter Newman next Tuesday. So they've got two shots here to steal a win and, and I think really cement that fourth buy. I, I think it's kind of theirs anyway, just with the, with the, with the convincing win over first Baptist, I'd be surprised if they didn't get it. Um, if nothing else crazy happens. Uh, but then, and then you've got Heathwood and Ben Lippin have split on the season, two very different games. Heathwood won a kind of lower scoring game early the season. Ben Lippin won more, or excuse me, Ben Lippin won the lower scoring game. Heathwood won the shootout the other day. They won 82 to 70 something. Uh, big shootout, uh, there, there with, with the Heathwood win. Um, so they split in that region. Down in Charleston, you've got Porter Gowd as a clear number one right now. You've got, uh, first Baptist at number two, played Porter Gowd tough the first time. I think they get one more shot at them. Um, you've got Pinewood and then Northwood. And then in our region, we're, we're kind of all beat each other right now. So the first time through region play, you know, Trinity beat us. We beat Lawrence Manning. Lawrence Manning beat Trinity. So the second time through, uh, you know, we did beat Trinity. The second time, Lawrence Manning and Trinity played tonight, and then we played Lawrence Manning next Friday. So um, lots to be decided. So I, I do think, though, and a lot of the coaches kind of agree, uh, in the boys' side, you've seen games where – First Baptist goes and beats um, a, a Carter Newman. You see a Heathwood team that only loses by seven to Porter Gowd. Uh, you see, you know, we were able to take Carter Newman to overtime last night. Uh, you've got, ben, you know, a Pinewood prep team that, you know, <clears throat> has scored everywhere from 32 to 90 in games this year. Wow. I mean, just totally opposite of the spectrum. So I think that the boys' playoffs is it's really, really going to be exciting uh, as we go to the stretch here. Carter Newman does play Trinity also uh, this week. And then an interesting non- classification matchup uh Hilton Head Prep goes to Porter Gowd uh next Tuesday and and Hilton Head Prep is kind of emerging we admit it's kind of one of the favorites in 3A probably uh, on the boys side and they're getting a big test going over to Porter Gowd yeah I think that is a good 3A 4A game and you know it's going to do nothing but good things for Hilton Head Prep preparing for the playoff yeah absolutely well um should be fun. I mean, I, you'd like to see parity, right? I mean, I think earlier sure. in the year, like it's Carl Newman and Gus Christian. And now you got these other schools who are definitely you know, <laughs> not saying you ever count out a poor gal or, you know, but yeah, those are the two that you kind of felt were, you know, if you had to put your money on, those are the two that are going to be in the finals. And now it, it seems a lot more wide open and that makes it fun. And that's what we looking for here. Excuse us, you know? So oh, yeah. now the three, a girls, I, I, you know, you would think I'd have a better, understanding of 3A girls since that's what I coach, but it's um it's it's kind of wide open too, I think. You know, Hilton Head Christian has not had the season they've had in the past, but they played a way different schedule than most of the other skis of teams. Um I think they are your overall favorite down there. And they did. They beat John Paul by 20 the first time they played. Um, you know, I think John Paul's a very athletic team. And, you know, like I said earlier this this year and the thing they beat him in volleyball and and I think they kind of feel like this is a really good good run of girls for for their program, um, but they went to play them again. So I'm interested to see how that how that game will go. But you also have you know Hilton Head Prep down there. You know I think all three of those teams are probably playoff teams. Hilton Head Prep 
you know, they hadn't won a region game. They're under 500, but they're not a bad team. They have a really, really good player. We talked about her a couple weeks ago. But I really like Hilton Head Christian, obviously, still is your number one. But Orangeburg Prep's just plugging along. And, yeah. sure, their schedule is not as tough, but they are a very good basketball team. Yeah. Um. So, you, you kind of got to assume that those two are your top two two seeds, right? Um. You know, how many Christian? They're a good team. They lost to Orangeburg the first go-round. You know, they'll get another shot at Orangeburg. Um, so in that region, you have Orangeburg and Palmetto Christian, both really good teams down there. You got Hilton Head Christian and John Paul. You got two solid teams. Um, you know, Northside Christian has a good record. I don't think their schedule has been as been as tough. They're one and three in the region. They really haven't competed with the top two teams in that region. So there's definitely a line there. Um, it, it appears to be anyway. Um, yeah. In the upstate region, like I said, it's hard for us to get a whole lot of information on on the girls' side. But Shannon Forrest is five and zero in that region, um, twelve and nine overall. You know, they look like they have control of that region. And the rest of the region, you know, like I said, not sure who they play. You know, you have Greenwood Christian, who is you know they're a five hundred team, but they're probably second place in that region. You know, Oak Brook and Spartanburg Day and Spartanburg Christian all kind of just kind of beating each other and you know not having really good seasons overall. So maybe only two teams out of that region make the state tournament. Um, but it looks like Shannon Forrest has, has firm control over that region. Then you have our region, Region 2, where we kind of had a surprise. I say a surprise last week. PD, we know PD is a very solid team, and they play really hard. But they they kind of was kind of upset. They beat Christian Academy at home. Christian Academy yeah. led most of the game, and PD kind of came back late in the fourth and, and just kind of got it done. And, and Harden, hey, winning the Mullins is tough. You've never been in yeah. that gym, man. That's a tough place to win. Oh, yeah. And um, and so PD got it done. And then, you know, that same week we played PD. We played them really tough. It was a really good game right to the end. And, and they pulled off. So they went through. They're, they're undefeated in our region the first time through. Um, Christian Academy is, is second. And then we actually lost to Carolina Academy. Carolina Academy's had a sneaky good year. Once again, their schedule's not yeah. super tough if you look at it. But they're 14 and 6. You know, they're 2 and, they're two and 3 in our region. Um, you know, they split with us. So, you know, we're kind of the three, four teams. Unfortunately, we, you know, there's not really a tiebreaker for that, you know, just points or whatever. But um, we do have a region tournament. You know, we won't play each other unless something crazy happens. But, um, you know, so, you know, curious to see how that's going to work out for the committee when it comes to the state yeah. tournament time. But, you know, I do think that in 3A girls, you got OP, you got Hilton Head Christian. I think that Palmetto Christian and John Paul are good enough to beat those teams or at least oh. play with them if they have the great, you know, really good games. And I think Christian Academy and PD are both as hard-nosed. They play really good defense. And, and you know, there's some tough matchups in there. There's some tough matchups. So, you know, I do think you're heading for a Orangeburg Prep and, and Hilton Head Christian final. And yeah. I think that would be entertaining. But, um, you know, you never know. There's enough There's enough good teams behind them to upset those teams. Yeah, and, you know, you talk about Carolina Academy. Carolina Academy is one of the most interesting roster makeups I've ever <laughs> seen. Uh, you know, I think we may have talked about it before. I know, I know you and know, I talked about it, but I think they have six seniors, seven seniors in the team. Yeah, they have six seniors, and um, they have that's their whole team. They, they have seven girls on the team, and six are seniors. Okay, they they have against us. We played them. They only had six, and yeah. all six that were there were seniors. Yeah, and they have no juniors or sophomores in the program. Correct. It jumps all the way down. Maybe not even fresh. They had like all eight. Their JV was like all eighth graders. Like it was a weird, strangest dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously a big softball area, a big volleyball, growing volleyball area over there. And um, they've definitely been hit by some of that in, in the school um, in those in those 19th, 11th grades. We talk about, you know, roster size of the day, but it was just wild talking to one of their guys. We went there. They're like, yeah, all of our all of our players are seniors. Like, I'm sorry, what? Like, that's yeah. crazy. 
Well, well but the good part of that is <clears throat> you've also got a group of veteran girls that are kind of hungry, you know, to try to win now, you know? And so, so it's an interesting, interesting dynamic for sure. Yeah. I, you know, when we played the other night, we got a terrible start and they actually beat us 16, nothing in the first quarter. And we couldn't yeah. throw a notion and we just kept throwing it to the other team and, and had one of those games. And then the last three quarters kind of played out like the first game did. It's kind of back and forth and kind of even yeah. Steven and whoever makes shots going to win. Um, they got a senior Ruby Kate Amos. She's a good player. She can really shoot. You got to know where she is. And, um, you know, she, you know, she's not the most the best player I've ever seen, but she really makes that team go. And they, they got a little yeah. point guard. I mean, they, they play hard. They play their role. And they got a new coach this year, Coach Stokes. Um, you know, he coached at Timmonsville High School forever and ever and ever. Like, he, you know, in our area, everybody knows. I mean, he, he's won a gazillion basketball games. You know, he's a – He's a, yeah. He does a really good job, and, and you know, just stepping in for one year, he's done a really good job with those girls. So, um, you know, curious to see where they end up as well, you know, with it in the big picture of things. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think that, um, you know, like you like we talk about, yeah, you've got these, you know, kind of teams emerging as your, quote, top teams. Hilton and Christian, we all know. OP, if you know basketball, you know Jan Sotomayor, you know, is <laughs> always going to be a hard-nosed uh, a team. But, uh, but yeah, going to be interesting there to see – um, kind of how that shakes out. You know, over on the boys' side for 3A, you know, kind of going through the regions here real quick, you've got the the Region 1, which is Hilton Head Prep, Hilton Head Christian, John Paul 2, Hilton Head Prep, uh, 3-0 in that region right now, kind of stepping up and, and taking control of that region, a team that before Christmas we didn't hear a ton about. We kind of been hearing about Hilton Head Christian and their size, and, and they got the little Skinner kid that's really a good player. Uh, but Hilton Head Prep has kind of stepped up to be the team to beat in that region right now. Uh, over in Region 2, y'all's region – you know, Christian Academy, who PD took to overtime last week in the boys' side as well, Christian Academy sitting 6-0, and and behind that is kind of chaos. I mean, it's exciting that y'all have a region tournament because everybody in that region tournament, that's going to be a really fun tournament to watch, I think. I mean, you've got you've got PD at Williamsburg right now that are both 3-2, three 3-3. and, two, three and three. Then y'all in Carolina are sitting at 1-4 and 1-5, and five, I believe, again, according to Max Preps. Um, and, and I think it's going to be tight, though, because we've seen – a lot of really close games with even Carolina and Florence Christian and PD Williamsburg. I think it's been really tight. Williamsburg kind of cooled off a little bit after a really, really hot start. Mm -hmm. uh, started out, you know, 11, 12 and 0. They have dropped a few region games lately. They lost to Christian Academy, uh, lost to y'all, lost to PD, and they might actually have four region losses. I can't remember. Uh, they're um, three and three. We had that storm. I, I got, I'm looking at Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, they're three and three. And yeah, they won the first three. They lost three in a row. And um, I think, you know, the, the loss to us is going to really hurt them, I think, unfortunately. Yeah, for, for them. Um, for them. Yeah, good for y'all. <laughs> yeah, good for us. But um, for them, that, that might hurt them. Yeah. Um, you know, in the upstate region, <clears throat> you know, Greenwood Christian. And how about Spartanburg Day? Spartanburg Day picks up a 41-40 win over Oakbrook this week to kind of move them into the conversation. They're second in the region right now. Uh, so o Greenwood Christian's 5-1 and one in the region. Day is 4-1, and one, Oakbrook 3-2. and two. Shannon Farr is one and five, and then you've got Spartanburg Christian at zero and five in that region. Um, and then in the, in the final region, region four, you got Northside Christian kind of in control of that region four and zero. You got OP at two and two, uh, followed by Thomas Sumter and Palmetto Christian, uh, both a little bit down this year. You know, big games this year. Any game in y'all's region is big right now. I mean, again, as tight yeah. as y'all's region is, I think any region game. I think we've got Farrance Christian PD coming up next week. It's gonna be a pretty big one. PD Christian Academy, uh, I think tonight. Um, You've got uh, PCA and OP play tonight. So, girls-wise, really big game uh, on that side with the and OP girls playing. Uh, the boys also, again, Palmetto and Christian is kind of, you know, trying to scratch their way in to get a playoff seating. Uh, then John Paul and Hilton had prep play tonight, uh, another pretty big one 
uh, there as well. So, you know, the 3A and the 3A ranks, I mean, especially if you get this point, we talk about it, but it's just all jockeying for position for seeding and, and uh, kind of see where the cards fall. Yeah, so it should be, I would say, interesting to say the least. But, um, and like, again, once again, and that's kind of our goal, right? We're, we're looking for parody and we're looking for, for entertainment, and I say entertainment, but, you know, we want the kids to all have fun. You know, you want apples and apples to apples and have a chance to go out there and compete. Um, yeah. So let's look at the 2A. And, of course, Max Press, once again, has a little bit confused. It has that flex region. has got cross in 2A. We'll, we'll have to talk about cross when we get to 1A. But looking at 2A girls, you have Cathedral Academy at 14 and 6, and there's 7-0 in their region. Um, still got to be a favorite. But Kings Academy is 6-0 in their region. They're 12 and 6 overall. We we actually go there Friday, so we'll get a good look at them. Um, Colin Prep had a big win over Patrick Henry, which moved them to 5-2 and two in their region. So, you know, here they are on Max Prep. They're ranked third. They're 13 and 7 overall. We, we actually played them. And then it's very, very just everybody beating each other up the rest of the way you know, what it, what it appears to. And I wish I knew more about, you know, the 2A overall, but um, I still think it's got it's Cathedral's name all over the trophy and, and just who can play with them. Yeah, I mean, I think the girls' side is what it appears to be for sure. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, you know, it is – obviously, they've had some stuff they've gone through this year over at Cathedral, but I think this, the talent is there, and obviously they're kind of persevering through a lot of that. Yeah, and once again, though, it's hard to, you know, what kind of seed is Kings going to get? You know, not since probably they're, – they're also – we talked about this with girls basketball. I think they only have six six or seven girls as well, um, you know, but they, they are getting it done. And I don't know – trying to think their region. I don't think their region is super strong Yeah, in the big picture of the basketball. However, you can't help what region you're in, right? I mean, they're taking care right. of business and they're – I mean, hey, you're, you look at that resume and you're 12 and 6 and 6 and 0 in the region, you know, that's – it's gonna be hard not to give them a good good seed. Colin Prep wins their region down there. Um, you know, you got Buford down there, who I don't say underachieved, but you know, not as strong as last year. Patrick Henry, quite not as not as strong as last year. Um, I don't know who can make a run. Is Dorchester, Clarendon Hall, Andrew Jackson, are those teams good enough to beat those top teams? And I guess this time we'll have to tell. Yeah, I mean, I think in in two A, like you mentioned, I mean. Cathedral was kind of there to lose. I, I don't know that that North region. Um, I can't remember the number of it, but the one with Kings Academy. I, I don't think the region is as strong. I think, I think I remember having this conversation last year as well about the Kings girls. Was that last year we had that? Were they yeah, well kind of work through region play? Somebody, somebody send a message on us and and be like, why aren't y'all talking about Kings girls? I'm like, well, it's because honestly, at the time, and it's similar this year. If you look at their region, if you look at probably what you would consider the bottom teams of two A, you have yeah. Lee. Academy, Dylan Christian, and Marlboro. And according to Max Preps, those are the three bottom teams in 2A. Yeah. And then you got Conway Christian, who, you know, there's not much information on them is on there as well, but I don't think they're super strong. And that's Kings region. And once again, it's not a slight to Kings, but it's hard to say, well, man, they got the same region record as Cathedral. They're right there with them because it's yeah. a, they're playing a different schedule. And it's not, like I said, it's definitely not a slight to Kings. They might absolutely wear us out Friday. You know, I mean, they yeah. might be really, really good. And, and you know, I'll shake their hand and tell them good job. But it's just it's a different level of play in other regions right now. You know, it's just right now. That's how things go. Things go in cycles in that region right now. And basketball is just is not as strong as some of the other regions. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, over the boys side, I think, again, Cathedral is the team we're talking about the most. I mean, um, you know, Cathedral boys, 7-0 in that region. You know, behind them, you've got Calhoun, St. John's and Andrew Jackson. 
uh, who are all kind of in that middle group. St. Calhoun with a slight edge right now, getting a couple wins. Uh, Dorchester Academy is kind of pesky. I mean, they're one and three. They're fifth in that region, but they could be a team late that I think could pop up and, and beat somebody. We actually uh, – shout out to, to Coach Nelson. We lost three games uh, in, in a two-week span due to um, storms. And then y'all actually had the flu on a Friday, which can't move your game with PD, which canceled our game with PD. Sorry we were that. going like a week with no game. And I, mean, I was calling people like crazy, just trying to play somebody. And, and you know, Michael Nelson at Dorchester said, yeah, man, you got to come here. I said, absolutely. They changed the grease out in the fryer and sort of much a sort of a chicken <laughs> session and Wilson Hall rolled into town. And uh, we went in there and played. And, and, you know, we were able to pull away, but they've, they've got a pretty hard nose team. They got a good little guard. They can shoot it well. Um, they're physical, they're strong. I wouldn't be surprised to see them make a little run here, um, <clears throat> you know, and beat a couple of these teams on the stretch and fight for that playoff spot in that region. You know, the next region, Patrick Henry and Bethesda have actually split this year. So they're both sitting with one loss in that region. Uh, Buford Academy right behind them at six and two, followed by Thomas Hayward um, at three and three. In the, in the upstate region, I talk about Dylan Christian is four and oh right now, but that again, you got Marlboro, Lee, Kings, and Conway Christian behind them. Probably out of the four, you're you're not you're not your strongest region out of all of them. Um, and then I feel like I'm missing a two A region on my list. Are there only three two A regions? Or am I missing somebody? You know what? I had it right here. Let's see. I'll tell you. I I say I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll there are three. There's three. And because one, one three. Okay, three, I wrote I wrote one about twice. I'm looking at an ass now, right? Um, so, you know, big games this week. I mean, Carolina, I mean, Calhoun and Cathedral play. Again, Cathedral's pretty much locked that region up, but it's a big game for Calhoun to try to take a game and maybe submit the second place in that region. Uh, Patrick and Bethesda have already both played twice already, um, so they will not, um, you know, play again. Again, And one of the shout-out while I'm thinking about it, you know, teams, make sure y'all tell us if y'all have a region tournament. You know, that used to be everybody had region tournaments. You know, if, if you're a listener and you know, like, what are your tiebreakers? What are your uh, uh, what are your ways that y'all kind of kind of have a region tournament or do seeding or whatever in your region? That'd be important for us to kind of know in these last couple of weeks. Buford does play both Bethesda and Patrick Henry in this past last week of the season. So a lot of tests there for Buford to try to maybe get up back in that conversation to get a couple wins there. We got a big tie situation there in, in that 2A region. Yeah, and and – once again, I felt like I, I certainly wasn't being disrespectful to the Kings Academy girls saying that. I mean, just looking looking at these other regions, I think they they would be very competitive in all the regions that they're yeah. they're in. I think they're a good team. It's just the rest of their region right now is is not at the same level as some of the other regions. And and looking at the boys, might be the same case, you know, in certain regions. And that's just how that cycles. It's how it goes and yeah. realignment, whatever. But yes, I'm curious about the region tournaments, and I'm curious to know what they mean. Because some, it serves as tiebreakers. We've had regions before in the past when I was at Colin Prep. It's like, hey, if you win the region tournament, you get to move up an entire spot, you know, yeah. or, or whatever, even if, if you were fourth place. Now I'm third place as I turn into Skiza. And now that they see things, it's kind of different. So I'm yeah. curious to see how how all that would go down. I think it's very, very interesting. All right, well, let's go into 1A Girls. Now, 1A Girls does have four regions. Um, region 1 – you know, I don't think it's the strongest region. I think Charles Collegiate is is, you know, you know, they they're young, man. They're going to be okay. Coach Walpole does a good job, but they're four and eleven according to match preps, and they're only one to zero in the region according to match preps. But I know they played more games than that. You know, Jeff Davis in there. I don't think other teams in that region are super competitive. Um, region two 
Conway, well, this is Conway Christian Low Country Prep, um, North Myrtle Beach, same, I don't know anything about any of those, and there's not much information on there. Now, Region 3, we know that Curtis Baptist is going to be, you know, one of the teams to beat. And then Region 4, that's the upstate region, which I think they have a, quite a few good teams up there, which also kind of gives me a little segue to talk a little bit about Lawrence. Um, you know, we we did. I mean, I, I said earlier in the year, I said it'll be Lawrence and Curtis Baptist to, to you know in the championship. Lawrence is seventeen and one, and they wow. are eight zero in the region. Um, they're led by a senior named Olivia Huck. She averages twenty points and eighteen plus rebounds a game. Thanks. She seventy five percent from the foul line. Um, they have a point guard, Riley Ballard. She's averaging over ten points a game and kind of one of the leaders on that team. Um, you know, and, and they're they're a really good team, and they're going to really compete um, as they go, as they move forward. They they try to play um, some different, you know, out-of-region teams. But I tell you who who we're not talking about as much, and, and it's confusing. And from the outside, I just don't know what to say about them. I don't know anything about them, but it's cross schools. Yeah. I mean, the, the cross schools girls have had an unbelievable season. So you add cross in with Lawrence and Curtis Baptist – you know, those three are the top three teams. I think it's it's going to be very important um, when they do the seeding. Um, you, you you don't want to be on the side where two of those are on, right? Yeah. You want to be on the side that only one of those two te three teams are on. And I'm curious to see who's going to get that number one all, overall seed. You know, Lawrence has done everything. They're 20-1 and one now. They're 20-1, and 9-0 in region. And, you know, how do you not give them a, the overall number one? But Curtis Baptist, all they've done is just keep winning and probably play some more public schools and harder schools than Lawrence has. It's going to be yeah. tough for the committee. And I don't want to sleep. Hey, Cambridge Academy and Richard Wynn are both really good teams. I mean, they've had good seasons. You still have Warlock down there, Pesky in that region. So Lawrence region overall has probably been way the toughest of the 1A. However, I think the overall schedule for Curtis Baptist and cross-playing in the flex, how's that going to affect um, how the committee seeds? I, I, I don't know. I I don't want to, you know, I, I can't tell you that, you know, I can't, I can't speculate on that, but um, I think it's going to be a really good, I don't know if the tournament is going to be as good top to bottom for 3A. I do have, or excuse me, 1A. I do, however, think that the 1A final four is going to be very, very entertaining. You know, speaking yeah. across, they're 17 and four and six and no in their flex region. So, you know, they got to be wow. considered up there too. Yeah, they're What's, in that region again with with Thomas Hayward, with Buford, with Colin right. Prep. I mean, some teams that are that are solid. Yeah, Patrick Henry. You know, Patrick um, Henry. Yeah. So um, it's it's going to be interesting how those teams get seated, and I, I'd hate to be involved <laughs> involved in that because it yeah. feels like somebody's going to get shafted when it comes to the season. As long as they take care of business, and it might be one of those things down here at the end of the season, somebody has a slip up. Oh well, that's going to be the deciding factor, right? Yeah. Who doesn't yeah. get the top two seeds? But we see that at all levels of sports, right? I mean, you lose that late. It's always been the story in college football forever. If you lose at the wrong time, you know, the time of the loss is maybe more important than the actual loss sometimes. Right, you know? right. That's right. Um, and that that can definitely be tricky. You know, the boys' side is interesting. And and it's, you know, the way 1A is constructed is interesting. I mean, you've got, obviously, the Region 4 where you've got the the, the traditional 1A Richard Wynn, Newberry, Wardlaw, Our Lady Rosary, a new team is in the mix there, Cambridge, uh, Lawrence, Oconee Christian, a new team. That is a stacked region top to bottom. It is it is very competitive. They play a boatload of games in region. I mean, Richard Wynn right now is 12-1 and one in the region. 
Um, I mean, talk about a, a, a loaded region slate for those of us, you know, don't have that big of a region. So we just don't see that very often. Um, well, and it's hard, it's hard to penalize them for not having tough out of region games. Cause they, they don't have opportunity to play as many out region games. Yeah. They, they literally can't. I mean, they've got, you know, Newberry Academy who's second sitting second in that region right now. I mean, they beat him by 30 twice. I mean, they beat Warlow by 40, beat Lawrence by 40, beat, you know, I mean, Richard Wynn is really making a strong push to the number one overall seed. They also have a non-region win against Reagan Prep, who the upstart team of the year, Reagan Prep in Region 1, is in. they beat Curtis Baptist recently to take an undefeated right now. Their first place in that region with um, with Curtis Baptist right behind them at 8-1, and then Jeff Davis and Community Christian behind them. Uh, those two teams, Reagan Prep and Curtis Baptist, I believe I'm looking right now, play again. Uh, they do on Saturday. Interesting Saturday, big region Saturday game. Uh, but they go to uh, Reagan Prep. They're at Reagan on Saturday at 3.30. Um, interesting. If it was closer, I would I would podcast live that game if it was closer. I might. I, I might. I might. I'm not promising, Coach. Don't, don't quote me on it. Now, I might try Papa. That's there in t- here in town, I believe, unless they're playing neutral side somewhere. So I'm probably said we've played Reagan Prep, and they're a team like I mentioned earlier, a good young team that really, um, you know, does a good job of of developing guys. They're, they're really really young, um, and they're they're gonna be a team to to handle going forward. Um, you know, interesting. Uh, anyway, rest of that region. Then you've got the um, the Charleston region. With another new name, River Point, uh, was it River Point Christian Academy? 8-0 in that region right now. Uh, River Point Christian Academy, kind of new on the scene. We talked about them early in the season because they were kind of new and they were playing, you know, they they lost a close one to Northwood Academy early on. They they beat Charleston Collegiate by 40 the first time around. They lost by Northwood by one. They beat Palmetto Christian. And then in region play, they've taken care of business. They beat Ridge Christian big twice. They beat Faith Christian twice. Um and they do play Holly Hill on the stretch here, but but essentially locked up that region. And then you go from the 19-team Region 4, where they play 900 region games, to the Region 2, where you have two teams, St. Anne's, Elizabeth, and Low Country Prep for the boys. Um, it is interesting when it comes to seeding time, because traditionally we think, hey, there's four regions. I need to finish top four in my region. Maybe I can finish fifth in my region, and I can still make it to state. In 1A, I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise to see eight teams from the rich region four, the Richard Wynn region make the playoffs. It's yeah. very possible because that region is just so deep and stacked. Well, I'm, I'm curious too how the tournament's going to be. I think that was a question last year with the new four a, didn't we see more 12 team brackets instead we of did. 16 brackets? Yeah, we did. You're right. I think, I think we did see more 12 teams last year. Um, and again, I think it is determined based on number of teams that, the committee feels are really eligible for the playoffs. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's the first thing needs the podcast. That's actually impressive the way I feel right now. Um, so sorry about that, but uh, thank you. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think we saw more 12 team brackets last year and um, you know, I think that it will depend a little bit on, um, you know, just what they have and what they see um, in, in the different ones. So oh, I just, I just saw our time notice there. My bad. Yeah. So we're going to go. So we got bowling state championships. Coming up next week, we're going to report winners next week. Also, wrestling, right? Wrestling, this, yeah, wrestling and bowling have championships this week. Hoping to get some breakdowns on those. Man, I saw Carter and boys in the gym yesterday. Boys look pretty big. 
<laughs> well, sorry, we're running out of time. But hey, good job, Rip. Hope you feel better and good luck to all your teams. Everybody listening, thanks for listening. And we'll try not to take a hiatus again for, until <laughs> till the spring. <laughs> all right, Appreciate guys. Everybody, good luck out there. Stay safe.